All right. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Time Out with Doc and Caveman. As always, you are here with Dr. Fantasy and my co-host, the Fantasy Caveman. We are continuing to roll along here with our NBA team previews. Today, we're going to be discussing the Portland Trailblazers. But before we dive into that, I just want to remind everybody to please like this video. That helps us out quite a bit. And make sure you subscribe to our channel. We also post an audio version if you prefer that. It goes on Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts. So we appreciate that support. But we're going to roll along here with the Portland Trailblazers. Last season, they were 42-30 and 30 in the Western Conference, which was sixth under then-head coach Terry Stotts. A few random stats from last season. They were second in offensive rating. 29th in defensive rating to the surprise of nobody um a few other random things fifth highest three-point percentage third lowest rebound rate they had the fewest points from assists in the league which isn't overly surprising i think damian lillard kind of thrives in iso situations so it makes sense honestly uh and then when you looked at their defensive metrics they were bottom 10 and literally every perimeter defensive category known to man so good on them uh some of their individual leaders damian lillard 28.8 points cj mccollum 23.1 points norman powell averaged 17 points in 27 games for him rebounds he had enos canner at 11 nurkic at nine and then robert covington at 6.7 Assists, Damian Lillard at 7.5, C.J. McCollum 4.7, Covington led the way with steals at 1.4, with Powell behind him at 1.3, blocks also Robert Covington at 1.2, and then Nurkic at 1.1. So, Caveman, we always start off with who impressed you. So, who impressed you from this Trailblazers team? I mean, I really... I, re- I, re- I really want to talk about Carmelo Anthony here, but obviously he's no longer on the team, so he doesn't meet my criteria. But Carme- Carmelo did have I- – I- I- I'm glad Carmelo Anthony's revived his career to an extent. Uh, but the guy I want to talk about uh, is Robert Covington. I mean, and that's that just speaks to how bad – the Blazers overall, how bad they were overall defensively, because Robert Covington was one of the best defenders in the league last season. And he was on this team, and yet they were still that bad defensively. That's kind of sad. Uh, I mean, his, his, like, the numbers don't really stand out. I mean, he only had 8.7 rebounds. Uh, but he was kind of like a defensive anchor. You mentioned he, the leader in blocks and steals. He was one of the only two players on the team that averaged at least one block and one steal. You kind of look at the guys around him in that lineup. I mean, Damian Lillard, understandably so, isn't going to give you much under the defensive end of the court. Uh same with CJ McCollum, not a great defend, not a great defender. I think uh, Yusuf Nur- uh, Nurkic isn't should. I think he should be a better defender for being as big as he is. But Robert Covington kind of, if the Blazers had another Robert Covington or two type player, 
Then we're talking about a different situation, but uh, Robert Covington just his overall impact, especially at a defensive end of the court, uh, is what got me. Yeah, I mean Covington, I thought was more underwhelming than he normally is on the defensive end. He had the lowest defensive rating of his career last year, but it's hard to tell if that's more of a product of him or the system and culture that they had defensively last year. So I don't necessarily completely knock him for that, but he, his stats were decent, but he wasn't as good as he normally is, which is still saying a lot because he was really good last year, but just not as I think he can be even better defensively. Um, for me, it's Norman Powell who had his breakout kind of the season before a little bit with the Raptors, but he really continued that momentum into last season. And he only played 27 games with the Blazers, but even before that, he was playing really well offensively for the Raptors as well. So on the whole season, he averaged 18.6 points. He was averaging almost 20 with the Raptors. And that's a rare trade where I think both sides, uh, I don't know, they kind of got a promising player Gary Trent heading over to Toronto Norman Powell making a lot of sense for the Trailblazers as well uh, even though it makes their lineup a little small but Powell played really well offensively shot almost 40 percent from three on the year 87 percent from the free throw line so he was very effective offensively and I think he proved that he can definitely be a high-end third scoring option for this team and I'm interested and I'm sure we'll talk about it when we go through the depth chart I'm interested to see how these three guys play out together long term in their backcourt with Lillard McCollum and Powell because there's not a lot of size going on there so I think that's going to be an interesting long-term dynamic yeah and we'll get in when we talk to the depth chart but I really want to I really want to talk about and I say long term, but this CJ and Damian Lillard pairing, uh, they've been together for a while now. Uh, and when and when we get to the depth chart, I kind of really, I think we should we're really gonna dive into, uh, that pairing and whether that pairing is going can work. All right. Yep. So let's go through. We're going to talk about their off season and then we'll end off on the depth chart. Well, we'll talk about the depth chart after that. So off season moves for the Trailblazers. One draft pick, Greg Brown, 43rd overall. Some additions, Ben McElmore, Tony Snell, Cody Zeller, Larry Nance. And then, of course, you have to talk about the new head coach, Chauncey Billups. Key losses for the team. Carmelo Anthony, Zach Collins, Derek Jones, Enos Canner, Harry Giles, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, and TJ Leaf. We're going through everybody. So, Caveman, what do you think of this offseason? A little bit of movement here. Uh, I mean, I mean they also and they also added Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah. And Patrick Patterson. So, not not any not huge names, but yeah. Honestly, very, very underwhelming. Um, now, I think that uh, they could still make uh, a splash by acquiring uh, Ben Simmons. He. This is where I, and when you talk about Ben Simmons, this is where I want Ben Simmons. Uh, they should 
make a deal surrounding Ben Simmons and CJ McCollum. I think that's the move that should be made. It's a deal centered around those two. We'll see where Ben Simmons ends up going because it really seems like it's a matter of when and not if at this point with Ben Simmons. So we'll have to see. Uh, but overall, like, they didn't do anything. Uh, except bring in Chauncey Billis, bring in a new coach, which I like to hire for um Although they didn't necessarily handle it correctly, because I don't think this is really who Damian Lillard wanted. And when you're talking about Damian Lillard, he's a guy that you need to make sure he's happy. So I'm, I'm sure Damian Lillard's the type of guy I don't think it's going to carry into the season with him. He's going he's gonna to do what Damian Lillard does, and he's going to be good for the team and all that stuff. But behind closed doors, you know Damian Lillard was is furious. But uh, season rolls around, he'll, that'll that'll be fine. But what what are these additions like? They just they gave Norman they gave Norman Powell an extension, but what what is this? It's nothing. This is the same team going into next year, basically. What? Yeah. Is Chauncey Billups coming in? Is that a move that's going to make them championship contenders? A first-time head coach? That's what... Is that what they think? I mean, what do you think of this? uh, Are you as frustrated as I am that they did, like, nothing? I mean, first, I do think Damian Lillard has some sort of faith in the organization. He did say that Giannis gave him faith that he can win organically in Portland, which I mean, maybe, but not with this team. Yeah. I mean, I think the reality of this off season for them is their off season did lie with Chauncey Billups. I think they're planning on him coming in and changing the defensive culture of this team. Cause the reality is when you're that effective offensively, if you're even league average defensively, if they were around 15 or so, this would be one of the best teams, a top three seed in the Western Conference. But that's relying on Phillips coming in and completely changing the entire culture of what this team has been. And Damian Lillard's going to have to buy into it. And as much as he'll put on a great face because he's that kind of guy, I think, for this organization, internally, inside, is he actually committing to the new system? I I mean, if he didn't support the Chauncey Billups hire, he can say whatever he wants. But internally, does he really, at the end of the day, is he going to buy into what Chauncey Billups wants this organization to become? I think that's going to be a big question, whether people want to talk about it or not. But... I mean, besides Chauncey Billups and that being the most key, and as you mentioned, this is his first coaching gig. So that's putting a lot on Chauncey Billups and saying, hey, we've underachieved for the last like five years now. Can you come in and make us a championship defense? Now, I love Chauncey Billups. I love what he did in Detroit. I think he's going to be a great head coach. He's a great leader. He's got all the intangibles that you need to be a great head coach, but that's putting a lot on him. I mean, he was known for taking big shots, and he's going to have to be uh, coming up clutch again here for Portland. So the only other note that I think is even relevant 
to this offseason, as I did like the Larry Nance acquisition. Yeah. He was very good defensively last year for the Cavs, provided a lot of energy off the bench. I think he's going to be a really key piece for them this season. So I did like that pickup as well. But yeah, to me, a lot of it centers um, Nurkic too, him being healthy and him putting together a full season. He's been really good when he's healthy. And their whole defensive, the way that they operate – is a lot different with him or with him in the lineup. So if he's healthy, their defense automatically becomes better. And then you add maybe a new system with Chauncey Billups, Larry Nance. I think that's what they're relying on is Chauncey Billups instilling a new culture and a new system defensively. And uh, we'll see. Does he have the pieces to do that? I think he has some interesting pieces. Yeah. And and this is an appropriate place place to talk about Carmelo Anthony here because Carmelo Anthony was really their almost their entire bench scoring last season mm-hmm. came from Melo and uh, I guess this is a good point. Uh, we'll talk about it in a minute when we get to their depth chart, but I don't know where that bench scoring is going to be replaced is where where that's going to come from going forward. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point to bring up. And I, by the way, when it was first announced that Ben Simmons was probably on the move, we both agreed that the Trailblazers were probably the best destination. So I really hate that. But uh, I mean, that's just kind of the reality. It makes too much sense. This team is offensive heavy. They could use a guard with that kind of defensive ability. That's just a real. They were one of the worst rebounding teams in the league. Ben Simmons is going to provide uh, a lot in that area as well so defensively rebounding wise playmaking wise it just makes too much sense yeah so yeah let's go over the depth chart and where it stands right now so right now in the backcourt they have three listed starters Damian Lillard CJ McCollum and Norman Powell behind them you have uh, Tony Snell Ben McElmore Anthony Simmons Dennis Smith who you brought up and then Nasir Little, who was a rookie, I believe, last season. But they actually, uh, Billups wants to get him more involved. Only 21 years old, but I think he wants to make up some of that scoring punch off the bench with Nasir Little. So I think that'll be interesting to see how he fits into this rotation. And then at the four and five, they have Covington and Nurkic listed as the starters. Behind them, you have Larry Nance, Cody Zeller, Patrick Patterson. So a few names there. I'll tell you, I know you want to talk about McCollum and Lillard a little bit and then their scoring punch. My solution for the scoring punch is to have Norman Powell coming off the bench. And I know you're paying him a lot of money, but you can still get him plenty of minutes in that role. And I think that just completely changes the uh, the entire just the way that this team can score coming off the bench. Because when you look at it right now, I mean, you're right. Who's their primary scorer off the bench? Anthony Ben McElmore? I don't know. One of them, maybe. Anthony showed showed flashes of potential last season. Oh, he definitely has potential. But I don't know if I want him as my um, number one scoring option off the bench. So, and to me, I think your starting lineup becomes better defensively if you have Lillard and McCollum in the backcourt, Covington at the three, Larry Nance at the four. I think that's a better defensive unit as well. So that's personally what I would do. I know that's probably not going to happen, but they've kind of already said Norman Powell is going to be in the starting lineup. But me personally, I think that makes the most sense. Now, if they bring in Ben Simmons, that makes it even easier because then you have Lillard 
and Powell in the backcourt. And then Simmons, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, he's just, he has size to play in the front or backcourt. So he's just kind of, he's positionless in that lineup, which is kind of probably what he should be in general. So uh, he makes a lot of sense in this lineup from every standpoint. But yeah, go ahead. Talk about the step chart a little bit. What do you think? Uh, I mean, man, I, this, this CJ and Damian Lillard pairing, I mean, I like CJ, uh, and I think he's shown value to this team when Damian Lillard has missed time over the past couple seasons, but the reality is, is this pairing's not that good together. It doesn't work. Uh... And I don't know what they can do about it. Uh, so I think they're kind of in a position where they have to, like, force the pairing to work. Uh, and there's a lot of rumblings. Uh, there's been a lot of rumblings over the past uh, couple seasons that they don't have the greatest relationship off the court. Uh, which, you know... You got to at least look at, you got to at least consider that when you're talking about the overall uh, chemistry that they have together when they're on the court. Uh, I think that off the court stuff counts more than people uh, think. So, what do you, because I, especially, I mean, neither one of, neither one of Damian Lillard or CJ McCollum are particularly good de- defenders. Uh, uh, so what do you, what do you think, is there, is there any situation where you can see a Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum pairing? Because that, those are their two best players. Uh, is there any situation where you could see them even really being, having a, ch- even like making it to the Western Conference Finals even, I don't even think is really in the cards for him if we're being honest. No, and I think the Trailblazers as an organization have really failed here because Damian Lillard's averaged 25 or more points for the last six straight seasons now, and they haven't made it very far in the playoffs any of those seasons. And I feel like for the last like five seasons now, we're like, oh, when are they going to get Damian Lillard more help? It's one thing to go an off season or two saying that, but when you're saying the same thing for five straight seasons, and they've been bad defensively every one of those seasons too, by the way, it's just at some point, when are you going to look internally and say, you know what, we should change what we're doing. I mean, they just haven't. And I think this is a pairing that takes you to the playoffs. So it's gotten them that far, but it's not a pairing that's going to take you any further than that. That's the reality. That's what we've seen. This is a team that wins know 42 to 48 games somewhere in that range almost every year based on their offensive ability but they struggle defensively and they've never filled that void and I think they tried to do that with Robert Covington he wasn't quite enough to completely turn that around I mean he wasn't even close to enough because they were even I mean arguably worse than they've been the last few seasons defensively so yeah I mean I just don't see this being a championship pairing CJ McCollum's 30 years old now and I feel like this is a pairing they're almost trying to force it like this is the pairing that's going to win us a championship but I mean I don't think a lot of people realize that it seems like McCollum hasn't been in the league that long but he's 30 years old now I mean there comes a point where you got to say if we want to win a championship we got to move on and 
this offseason feels right for it. You have a new head coach. You can kind of hit reset a little bit. But, I mean, the season's creeping up here. If they want to acquire Ben Simmons, I'd expect that to be a deal that happens in the next week or so here because something's got to move at this point. Yeah, and that, and Ben Simmons is, I mean, and there there's going to have to be more involved because even with the baggage and the decreased value that Ben Simmons has at this point, He's worth more than CJ McCollum. Yeah, he's five years younger too. Yeah, that that that's a big part of it, and, and I mean, that's just I don't know what else the Blazers would have to give up, but that is the move that I th- I think acquiring Ben Simmons makes them borderline championship contenders. No, I agree. You have a Damian Lillard and C, uh, Ben Simmons pairing in that backcourt. Like, now you're like, okay, Damian Lillard, go crazy on offense. Because now we have Ben Simmons, arguably the best, uh, not just perimeter defender, but one of us that's the best overall defender in the league. You have him on the defensive end. And on Ben, and for Ben, and for from Ben from a Ben Simmons perspective, all those like shooting woes and not be not really doing anything as far as that. I don't know how much he really has to work on that if he goes to, to Portland. I mean, it's aside from his free throws, which that's a whole another debate with Ben. Simmons. <laughs> That's just embarrassing. That pairing makes so much sense. It's like, why hasn't it happened yet? I mean, I think the two best landing spots are the Trailblazers and another team we're going to record next, the Mavericks. I mean, I just think him and a Luka pairing would make a lot of sense as well. So, um, yeah, I I don't know at this point what the holdup is with Ben Simmons. It seems like he has no interest in being in Philly, so... Yeah, I don't. But looking at this depth chart as a whole, I think right now you mentioned the scoring punch off the bench worries me a little bit. They're relying on guys like Anthony Simmons, maybe even Nasir Little, Ben McElmore to be their primary punches off the bench Tony offensively. Snell. Tony Snell. Yeah, the offensive force that is Tony Snell. Um, I mean, the depth behind Nurkic concerns me a little bit because he's never, literally never in his career stayed healthy. Cody Zeller, solid backup. Don't get me wrong. He'll, you know, give you a league average defense and he's just, he's an average NBA but, player for being yeah, honest that, about that, it. That but. Is, they do have Marquise Chris as well. Okay. Yeah. I didn't see him anywhere. That must've been, uh. Under the radar there. But yeah, he'll provide some depth there as well. But that's a little concerning. I mean, they probably just go really small if Nurkic went down. You might see like Nance and Covington slide in and play the four and five. I think I think Nance can hold his own. Nance is what, like six, eight, six, nine? Yeah, around there. Yeah. And he he can, I think he's a solid defender in the paint. So I don't think that would be the worst thing if. If Nurkic went down, they should, that probably would be the move for them to just go small and continue to bring Zeller off the bench. But yeah. But once again, I don't know if that's a winning formula. No, hold on. <laughs> this team in general, and I want, 
I want them to win. I want Damian Lillard to win a championship. Okay. And I I would like for them to follow the same path as, and you mentioned this earlier with Damian Lillard about him seeing the uh, model that the Bucks followed with Giannis and building the team around him to win a championship. But the difference is the Bucks have been able to play defense this entire time. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since Giannis has came into the league, the Bucks have just been good defensively. Uh, and as much as people say they want to follow the Giannis model, do you know what's missing from all of these models? Giannis. I mean, that's the reality. Is yeah, that sounds great. And Damian Lillard's a superstar, but does he provide the impact on both sides of the floor that Giannis does? No. I mean, everybody wants to act. I keep hearing it like, oh, this so and so can follow the Giannis model. No, they can't because they are missing literally the most important piece of that puzzle. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I I understand what they're saying. Giannis model. You know, they're drafted by a small market team and can win. But, yeah, I mean, I, I would really love to see Ben Simmons play here. I, I feel like we've talked about Ben Simmons way too much for this being, you know, we have no idea where he's actually going to go. But that's kind of the reality because this team, with Chauncey Billups coming in, obviously Billups has a great defensive mind, and he was always a tough, witty, gritty player. But they need the pieces to put that system into place. And I don't know if they have those pieces right now. So to me, I looked at their record last year when they acquired Norman Powell. They were a 46-win team with Norman Powell in the lineup if you took all those games and extrapolated it out for an entire season. But, uh, I mean, I think that's fair for them. That puts them around the five or six seed again in the Western Conference. So the way this team is constructed – I think they're a five seed in the Western Conference. Maybe they beat the four seed in the first round, and then they probably lose to the top dog in the second round if I was to predict the Trailblazers' season at this point. Yeah, and that's the reality. That's that's kind of They're going to be around what they were last year. I mean, I like the Chauncey Billups uh, higher, but the reality is, is that's not going to do too much to change their final standing when it's at the end of the year. Uh, all it, it does make them better defensively, but uh, it's a problem when your top, when your top offseason move is a head, is a head coach. <laughs> uh, and that, and we talk, and we and we kind of talked, we talked about that when when we did uh, Indiana's. Talk about their top move was bringing in Rick Carlisle. Uh, I think that's that's not a winning uh, formula, and they could get by their first round opponent, uh, but they're at this point they're an easy second round exit. I agree with you. That's kind of the reality of the situation here, and you know I'd love for. Uh, a move to happen here. Cause I, I mean, Damian, Lillard, there's not anyone that doesn't root for Damian Lillard to win a championship as much as I'd like to see a little more defensive effort. I mean, he's been loyal to that city and to that fan base. He's been clutch. He's fun to watch. I mean, there's just nothing. He, he's one of those rare players that almost just get a complete pass on the defensive end. Yeah. And it's, I mean, he's not 
the kind of player that I would build a championship team around, but I think he does have a championship attitude. I do think he wants to win, and I think he's put way too much on himself, almost out of need, because where else was any of that responsibility offensively supposed to go? I mean, you have C.J. McCollum, but beyond those two, it really hasn't been much else going on until they brought in Covington, who provided a little more, but still, yeah, I mean, I still root for Damian Lillard, so... We'll see how this season shakes out. We'll see. Uh, we're all pretty close to the season starting. So really the only big move they could make between now and then is bringing Ben Simmons in, which I think I don't think they'd win a championship in year one because naturally combinations just take a while to develop. Um, but I mean, that's a team year two. I think could compete and win a championship potentially. So we'll see what happens. Uh, That's it for the trailblazers though. We have the Dallas Mavericks who I mentioned earlier coming up next. So make sure you subscribe to our channel, throw this video like we appreciate the support and we'll see you guys next time. Peace.